welcome back to another edition of Shed Press. Uh, I'm your host, Brandon McMahon, and today I'm joined by Bree Masters. How are you doing today, Bree? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, doing well. I mean, we're all, it's a crazy world out there at the moment. I guess we're all trying to survive. Yeah, definitely. It's a weird feeling being cooped up in your house, but I guess with everything going on, it's the best to just stay at home and follow the rules, and hopefully this passes quicker than we think it will. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I guess, obviously, we're all doing the right things, and, and we'll get to that later on, but you would have had to change your training a little bit. Uh, for those for those listeners that don't know, Bree Masters is an Australian beach sprint champion, and uh, she's also an Olympic hopeful. Uh, so she was obviously disappointed by the, uh, the Olympics being postponed, but um, yeah, I guess everyone's having things affect them at the moment, so we'll get around to that. Now... Um, Bree, just to start off, we'll go back to the start of your season. There was a new competition introduced onto the beach, the Super Surf Teams. What did you think about that? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I mean, there was a couple of events that did get cancelled this season, so to see the new addition of a new event that gave opportunity to so many athletes to race in a team event um, and, yeah, train for more events in the season, it was, it was really good to see. It was great to get people to come over all the way from Perth, some of the best in Australia. We often don't get to see the best competition all at once. Usually that only comes at the Australian titles. So to see them more throughout the season was really good and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, of course. And I, I, I did notice as well it offered some good opportunities for some of the young competitors coming through. Definitely, definitely. Um, in the first round we saw Holly Abbey step in for EJ, which was really good to see her in the mix with the open women and... You could tell that she really loved being there, and I think that is really, really good for the younger girls. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, for, for the first time, well, I mean, you did some track when you were younger? Yeah, I did, I did. I did a lot of sports when I was younger, uh, just testing out what I liked. My parents kind of put me into a bit of everything, and I did come down to surf life-saving athletics and dancing, and surf life-saving and athletics always often clashed with each other, and I just loved being at the beach, so I decided to pursue surf life-saving, and kind of gave up athletics and just did the school competitions and since 2011 I haven't done any athletics so yeah, yeah. and well this year you got back into that what, what was one of the main reasons that you sort of wanted to give the track a go yeah uh, funny story actually so I, I met a guy in athletics and over the years people in my team and my coach have been in my ear about trying gift races and trying athletics um, and I've always kind of just been like no no I'll just stick to beach um, and then Matt kind of came in and they all worked together and I just decided, why not? Let's do it. He was coming here for a race in Brisbane. So I decided to enter and give it a shot. And yeah, I did. I went into the Carly Beatty Shield and did the 100 metres sprint and came out with an 11.63 in my first race in about eight years. So yeah, I was definitely pleased with that. Yeah, that's a really impressive time. And then since then, you've obviously built off that one competition. Yeah, definitely. It was... It was different running on the track. It felt weird. It felt cool to have more speed rather than what you do get on the sand. Uh, but I went to the ACT state championships for my next track race and I ran a 200, which I haven't run in ages. I run them in training, but not as a race. And I felt it was quite a hard race to kind of put together around the bend. And yeah, it, it took me a while. It took me three races to kind of be like, okay, how does this work? Got into the final and finally did a race that I was really happy with and yeah I think it was a 2335 yeah. so yeah wow that's amazing that is amazing um so a, lo a lot of people say like you know just assume that if you can run fast on the track you're going to be able to run fast on the sand is that the case 
No, it's not. It's a completely different running style. I think on the sand, it's all about just getting up on top of the sand and just grinding your whole way through. You don't really hit a top speed like you do on the track. On the track, you can use the force of the ground um, and the bounce of the rubber as well. So it is just completely different and it's just about adapting to that different surface and changing your style up a little bit. Yeah, and there was one point during the season there where you were where you would have been doing track competitions one week and then a beach competition the next. How Did that affect your running much, having to change that style? Is it one of those things you sort of build up and get used to or can you just flick a switch and just switch over? I think for me, I can just flick a switch and, and switch over. Growing up both on track and sand, I learned the differences. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of girls come from track and try beach and just go, oh, what the hell? Like, yeah. I can't run on this. Um, but yeah, I think I've just been doing it for so long. I just know how to flick that switch and change it over. Yeah. And you said earlier that one of the reasons that you sort of couldn't, you didn't do track and beach when you were younger was because they sort of clashed with each other. How did you find that now that you're older? They still do clash together. I had to uh, step down from the Queensland Cyclones team, unfortunately, to go to the ACT state champs, um, which was a really hard decision for me because surf is my home. It's what I, what I love and any opportunity to race in a team is a great opportunity for me and... Yeah. I guess I had to have that tough decision of deciding what I wanted to do and decided yeah. to pursue track. So, yeah, it is definitely hard and they do often clash. And there was one weekend where I did a, a track race the night before and then came down to do a beach race and my body was like, no, yeah. stop, please. Yeah. So it is hard to back it up when you're older. I think when you're younger, you could probably do the next day, but a lot of things are on the same weekend and in different locations. So Yeah, of course. You've got to pick and choose. Yeah. And now... In, in the world of surf lifesaving, you've done pretty much all you can on the beach. Um, you know, you've done all your representative teams, you've won your state medals, your Australian medals, and of course, the world medals. Uh, do you think that track might have offered you some new challenges this season? Definitely. There are still lots of things that I would like to achieve on the sand. I have achieved a lot of them, but um, I definitely keep striving to do more and more. I mean, last season, I only just got my first open Australian sprint gold after... I don't know how many years I've been in the sport. A long time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely freshened up challenges and goals. Yeah. Um, I was excited last season. I didn't know what to expect. I was nervous. I was like, oh, like, yeah. it was a good feeling and I did really enjoy the new goals. Yeah, of course. Is there is there any new, I mean, obviously pre- pressure is good in some cases. Was there any new pressures that came with running on the track? Definitely. I mean, I remember I was in ACT and Matt came up to me from the first day and he was like, you look scared. He's like, don't stress out, like, relax. And, I mean, I was around all these girls that I've watched on TV in the comm games, followed on social media. I was like, wow, like, I'm about to race them. Like, I don't know how I'm going to go. It was, like, the world of unknown. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, it, it wasn't pressure because I didn't know what to expect. There was nothing to live up to. But I wanted to do well, so I was just a little nervous. And I knew that I could do well. Yeah. But, yeah. I guess it's just kind of like, you know, you're in a, a whole new scene. Like, when you go down to a surf competition, you probably feel... Like, while you might feel nervous before a race, you would feel comfortable on the sand? Yeah. Yeah, and obviously not doing it for a while at the track, it might have just been a bit of a culture shock, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. Now, uh, we were just talking about, you know, obviously the competition's clashing. Uh, we were getting to the pointy end of the season before COVID-19. Now, there was one Friday a few weeks ago, it might have been about a month ago now, where the state surf lifesaving titles were cancelled a couple of hours later, the Australian titles were cancelled for surf lifesaving and then the track nationals were cancelled. What a whirlwind of an afternoon. 
Yeah, it was weird. I do remember it was after a training session and I was um, actually at Kara Surf Club presenting the state nippers with their nipper bags for, wow. for their state titles. Yeah. And I mean, we were just presenting them to say congratulations on the season because they had no state titles either. It was, it was a bit weird, but I think that kind of gave me that shock of this is real. Like, yeah. For so many weeks there, I was like, oh, the coronavirus, like, we'll be okay in Australia. Like, we'll just go about our ways. And then all of a sudden, it's just been like, wow, like, this is really serious. And, you know, I definitely understood why they did it. And I think it was the right choice to keep everyone safe. As much as it is hard to swallow working all season for those two events, three events for some people, I wasn't able to do the state titles due to the track nationals. But, um, yeah, I guess you just kind of got to go, okay, that's what it is. And move on to the next season. That's exactly right. I guess, um, you know, it's, it's not like this is the only world where that's, that's happening. You know, there's so many different uh, things happening around the world. Like, when I say world, I mean, like, the surf, surf sports world. And then you've got, you know, obviously the NRL shut down, the AFL shut down. Um, so many different sporting events are getting cancelled at the moment, which is unfortunate. Now, at that time, that Friday afternoon a few weeks ago, the Olympics were still on offer. Now, you were, you were pretty hopeful for one of the teams there, is that right? Yeah, I was, I was hoping to be selected in the 4 by 100 metre relay. Yeah. I was still going to try my best for individual events, but yeah. mainly hoping for that relay spot. And, I mean, they didn't really cancel the national titles. They just postponed them because they thought, OK, you've still got Olympics in the mix. We don't know if it's on or off. So at that point, it was really weird for me. Everyone in the team was like, oh, we're done now. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to keep training. Like, I, don't, yeah. what? <laughs> I, didn't, I was just really confused. So the next week, I did definitely keep training keep doing what I usually do yeah but it was a world of unknown it was people saying nah it's definitely going to be cancelled or no no it would definitely be on so it was just more about trying to just like get rid of all that out of my head and just be like okay yeah just train keep focusing as if it was still on so you didn't turn like you didn't flick the switch and turn off you just sort of just kept that intensity up with your training as well yeah definitely I just listened to my coach and whatever he gave to me is what we went with yeah yeah cool no problem um now obviously that's all been well the olympics has been postponed so now you've got another year to build towards that um have you spoken with any of the australian team members not the team members but the um aoc the australian olympic committee has been really really good through the whole process giving us all the information that we need um obviously it has been cancelled and the new dates have been given as of yesterday yeah so um i think that gives a lot of closure to a lot of athletes and a new goal to focus on because at that point in time we had no idea yeah what the goal was when everything was cancelled i was like okay well what do i do now like there's no date or anything but now there is a date i guess yeah it's good yeah it's yeah you can aim towards that yeah now that the first track race you did what month was that in december december and we're currently, it's the 1st of April. How close were you to getting into that Australian relay team? Well, we had our national, we're supposed to have our national titles the weekend just gone. Yep. Um, so two days ago, it was supposed to be the final day. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have determined a lot of the teams. Yep. I just needed to race really well there and then hope that they selected me into the team. Okay, yeah. So they, they would have taken four girls and then... They should take five or six because yep. you'll need a reserve. Yeah. But... Yeah, so the girls' team was qualified to go. Still yeah. is qualified, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone listening, just kind of think about that for a second. Bree's first track race was in December, and within three months, she's got herself pretty much, you know, on into the Australian team or, you know, just on the edge of it, which is such an amazing feat. 
um, for someone that you know has only been running on the track for a, a few months this year obviously the training is is very similar and we do a lot of training on the track or Bree does a lot of training on the track anyway uh, but it's still an impressive feat to sort of come across into that world and run good enough times to force yourself into into a team so I mean obviously you'd be a bit disappointed with it all being cancelled but I guess it's an exciting thing to look forward to now that they have a date set yeah definitely hopefully I can put in a big pre-season when we can all get back to training properly yeah um and then continue and hopefully get better yeah exactly now training in isolation what's that like weird yeah it's weird I mean we've got a nice setup here a few gym equipment yeah I've got my pool that I can pull run in I mean at the moment we can still go to the park but what in pairs of two yeah so it's probably a lot of training on your own at the moment yeah, that's it. And I guess there's a lot of discipline comes with that as well. Yeah, it's definitely a big change. But I guess just working with what you've got and yeah. making it work for now. And you keep insane in here? Hmm. Yeah. I'd, I like, mean, I'd like to say so, but I mean, I probably cry every day. It's, it's a weird... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could think of worse places to be isolated. I live on a canal in Queensland with a beautiful pool and view. Yeah. So, it's, pretty spacious. It is a nice spot. And, and not to mention your roommates as well. I uh, saw on TikTok you had a few video- funny videos with them. Yeah, so isolation's kind of resulted in a TikTok, something I thought I would never join. Yeah, that's always fun, but though. I mean, they, they look like you're having fun. Yeah, it's the main yeah. thing. Well, uh, now, I did put a little post on Instagram saying that we're having you on here. So we got a couple of questions from some fans. Uh, now, interestingly enough, two of your training teammates asked me the same question. I'll read it out to you right now. Who is your favourite training partner? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot there. I'm going to have to say the boys. The boys? Well, I'm always running with the boys. That's true. I'm not okay. Gonna, there's not, there's not one, one person at training that I like the best. Yeah. But um, I love my whole team. I think they're an amazing team. We always have a lot of fun. That's the great thing about our group. Everyone has a goal, wants to go well, but it's also a really great social aspect to it. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'm running so much more with the boys than I ever have been trying to push myself to get better and better. Yeah. Um, I'd probably say thanks to Aaron so much for last season. I mean, I feel like he really, really pushed me to my limits. Yeah. Always saying like, I'll chase you or this and that. So yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was really, really good last season and Nacho's almost my speed out of the block. So to have him right next to me was really, really helpful. Yeah, of course. The whole way down the track. And uh, Aaron Stubbs, I mean, it would have been handy to have him as well because he has crossed paths into both worlds like you're trying to do right now or like you are succeeding at doing um, with the track and the beach. And Aaron's obviously also won a store gift as well, so gift running. Uh, what was it like having him by your side through all that? Yeah, really good. Um, he had so much experience to a world that I didn't know anything about. So my first track race, he was up there with me telling me exactly what to do. Um, how it all worked and I'm really really grateful for that it made the transition so much easier into that world and yeah yeah there's so much so much knowledge yeah of course and uh what about Ryan Hoffman now Hoffy he's been around the block as well um your training program once you sort of started nailing a few of those track runs did you sort of shift a little bit with with Ryan like was it was it more like okay today I'm going to do this to build towards this race coming up on the weekend instead of doing what you normally would do for beach events? 
Yes and no. A lot of my training did stay the same as the rest of the group. Yeah. But yeah, if, if I did have a race on, we'd probably deload a little bit mm-hmm. that week and so I could come out a little bit fresher on the weekend. Yeah. But yeah, Hoffy has been great through the whole thing. Even if I was going to Melbourne to visit Matt, he would print out the whole program, send it off to me, yeah. tell me exactly what to do. And he's always really responsive and yeah, yeah he's an awesome coach and yeah, he's got awesome. so much experience behind him. So I'm very grateful to have him. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like he almost has an answer for everything, Hoffy. Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, well, it's, uh, it's been a nice chat this afternoon, Bree. Um, for all the listeners out there, you'll be able to catch this one, uh, catch us next week. We might get Bree on another time and we might even get Hoffy on as well and we can speak to her coach as well. Um, give Bree a follow, message Bree and wish her luck for you know, her training leading into the next Olympics. Is there anything you want to say, Bree? No, thanks for having me. No worries. Happy to have you. All right. See you guys. Her pistol go home.